Hey guys, I'm Tara Sands, and you're listening to the Pokemon Go podcast. The Pokemon Go podcast is made possible 100% by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pokemon Go podcast, your number one source for news, reviews, and tips and techniques to catch them all. Uh, I am Joseph Ard. And Charles is not here, and I know some of you are saying thank goodness, but he does add some pizzazz. But in his place, we have the wonderful, the delightful Rob Roberts. Well, now I can never take Mr. McFall's place, but I'm very happy to be here. Uh, it's been a long time. I think I guessed it on your show a couple years ago at this point. So thank you for having me back. It's great to be here on this. This is a big week. <laughs> this Pokemon. Is, this is a big week. This is a big week in general for Pokemon, especially if you play the mainline games. This is it's kind of a big deal this week, especially <laughs> today in particular. It's very big. Yeah. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Which uh, it's kind of uh, dividing uh, for a lot of people this week. So we will see. Yeah, I mean, you know, let people have fun. You know, if you don't want to buy the game, then don't buy the game. Vote with your wallet. It's all good. But for those <laughs> that are, you know, really excited about, you know, new Pokemon and playing Pokemon on their TV in many ways for the first time. I mean, you could count, you know, Let's Go, Pikachu and all that. But, you know, for, for most part, it's the mainline game for the first time on your TV. And, you know, some people are, are really hyped about it so let people enjoy things if, if they want but if you don't want to that's fine too don't buy it unless you were cool like me and had a super game boy growing up and then you could play it on your tv way back then there there is that yes <laughs> or you know i'm sure like emulators and uh things of questionable legality that come from other countries <laughs> at this point because patents have expired yeah many ways to play the games i guess but the first like made for a uh hybrid system i guess yeah yeah and you know, this is a little off topic, but I think uh, the uh, Nintendo has made, uh, I don't know, they found, they've hit gold with, with this hybrid system. Um, yeah. It, it, in the past, well, I mean, Wii U, they lagged a little bit behind, uh, actually a lot behind, let's face it. And so with this hybrid system, they are definitely have a competitive edge. Yeah, I think on uh, OLR on the last show before I I took a break, um, we because uh, I was on vacation last week. I was in New York actually, and I went to the Nintendo World Store. Believe it or not, um, but uh, we had a story about how the uh, Nintendo Switch has outsold the Super Nintendo at this point, which is quite something if you think about it. Because it feels like the Super Nintendo is like the greatest system of all time, at least for you know somebody my age. But video games weren't quite as mainstream then you know as they are now it's kind of a sign of games being uh, in more and more houses just generally oh yeah and the super nintendo definitely was a stellar system so yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely still um, an all-time fave well i guess in the past two years what have all your pokemon go experiences been? <laughs> no what what have some of your <laughs> your recent pokemon go experiences been you know, I have to admit, I, I was taking a little bit of a break from the game for a few months. And that was probably around the time that Harry Potter came out because I started to play that for a little bit. And it was really hard to juggle three AR games. So for those that don't know, I should probably introduce myself a little bit. Uh, I, I play a variety of AR games. and I play like a lot of different Niantic games. I don't just play Pokemon Go. Uh, I am level 40 in Pokemon Go. I think I'm at about 32 million XP. I don't know, somewhere around there. 
Um, but um, I also am level 13 recursed, if you know what that means, in Ingress. So that means basically I hit the max level in Ingress, which, as you probably all know, is Niantic's original game where all the Pokestops and gyms were originally seeded from, right? So um, I played that for a long time. So recursed means I got all the way to the max level, and then I started over again. That's what a re recursion means. So you start okay. all the way back to the beginning. So I'm at level 13 on my way back through for the second time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm max level in two of Niantic's games, tried to pick up Harry Potter, probably about like level 25, but I'm just not quite as engaged as I was in the other games. And then I think the release of Gen 5, you know, and those Pokemon kind of recently kind of brought me back over to uh, Pokemon Go and playing that again. So I do a lot of, um, I play Ingress on my phone. And while I'm doing that, I do a lot of Bluetooth catching. Um, which I know sometimes can be a little bit controversial. Not, everybody, <laughs> not everybody's down with the Bluetooth catch, but in my opinion, if they didn't want you to do it, they wouldn't be selling it, right? So that's but that's just my opinion. So um, I mean, that's Charles's primary way to play. So oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So you know, and that's sometimes the only way you can do it. But there's there's other things you can't Bluetooth, like raids and the Team Rocket stuff now. So I feel like I'm really trying to catch up on that Team Rocket stuff, especially now that there's like an event. I feel like I'm really behind on that stuff. I'm only like bronze metal on the purifier and the shadow. I guess I guess a hundred is a lot, isn't it? It would it, take yeah. You would have to be dedicated somewhat to be there already to get like a hundred team rockets and a hundred purifiers as a result and all that. So I'm still in the bronze level. I'm sure some people out there are silver, <laughs> maybe even gold. But uh, yeah, working my way through that, just trying to enjoy this uh, catch up on all my quests that I was kind of slacking on while I was out of it for a few months. So I just finished the uh, Spirit Tomb for this year. Okay, like, nice. While I was in New York a couple of days ago. So there's that. And um, yeah, I've been slacking on the raids a little bit. Maybe maybe <laughs> I am a good fill-in for Charles tonight because I've been slacking <laughs> on the raids. Hey, so. it could be worse. You could be slack off or vigorous. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for Community Day this weekend too. So that'll be – it's it's busy. There's so much going on. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Go and Mainline Pokemon. It's just like so much happening right now. Well, and um, Niantic actually released – the lineup for November. So we're going to talk about that in awesome later. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a crazy month as far as Pokemon in general goes. So, um, but yeah, so this week, um, in my, uh, experience in my, uh, breakthrough box, I ended up getting a 15, 14, 14 Groudon. Um, so I'm going to need to power that bad boy up a little bit. Um, I also got Spirit Tomb this week, just like you had said. Um, but yeah, first th on the boxes though. First, I have to just give a hand. Thank gosh, those Flower Crown <laughs> Eevees are gone. <laughs> like they were oh, cute yeah. the first week. Well, that's it. <laughs> and it went on forever. And you know, we've uh, Charles has absolutely hated them, um, <laughs> but uh, they they were in so many events before that that it was like, yeah. Why? It's like a Pikachu with another hat. Oh, joy. So, yeah. But, yeah, gone. And we've got a new rotation of, well, new being relative. It's the Gen 1 and Gen 2 uh, legendaries that are rotating around. So, Or no, not Gen 2. It's Gen 3. I'm sorry. Groudon and Kyogre are Gen 3. Yeah. Um, 
but it's yeah. a good catch-up mechanic. You know, not everybody has been playing Pokemon Go since the beginning, so it's a good way for them to, and for the rest of us to try to get shinies. So, makes yeah. sense. It's better than the Flower Crown EVs. At least <laughs> these, you know, have a shiny chance that I'll care about. I guess technically the Flower Crown EVs can be shiny, but it's not as exciting. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> and I think most people do. Um, so on to our listeners' experiences of the week. Uh, this is coming from our Discord. If you want to gain access to the Discord, all of our Patreon tiers get access. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast to get in on that. Uh, Professor Pine uh, is showing off that he beat all three of the um, Team Rocket leaders. Doesn't show Giovanni yet, but... Uh, yeah, he's beaten. He uh, took down Sierra Cliff and Arlo. Uh, so yeah, that I'm is. He- I'm hearing those guys are pretty tough. Like in all honesty, I'm one component away from being able to do a boss fight, so I haven't done it yet. Uh, but I've been reading just all the you know, feedback on it. It sounds like they're actually pretty challenging. Like the Team Rocket ones that are there now, not super challenging, especially if you just know the counter. <laughs> like you just kind of read what they say, like, this is going to be a wet one. Like it's like, okay, duh, they're going to be water Pokemon. So, you know, or whatever they say, you can really figure out what they're going to be using. But uh, it sounds like these these bosses give much more of a, a pushback and you really have to have the right counters. There was rumors swirling today, and I don't know how credible they are, that they actually got nerfed today. Oh. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to keep our eye out for that. Um, but a lot of people are posting lineups where they only need one or two Pokemon to take down the entire group. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, uh, the like Cliff, for instance, uh, you send uh, someone soloed Cliff with a. Um, Lucario. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, if, if you know the strategies, then, then you're good. The, um, the basic idea is to, if you're, yeah, uh, Rock Eddie said Arlo is the hardest one. That, I've heard that as well. Um, the basic strategy is you need to bait out their shields early. And we talked about mm. that with the um, uh, using the Reggies since they have such high uh, tanky stats um, that you can build it up and bait out their um, shields and go from there. It is cool that they made Pokemon that aren't useful, particularly in like the raids today, useful in this. Like the Regis is a great example, right? Mm -hmm. You don't really ever use those in the raid. There's no reason to. They can't like put out that type of damage. But it's great that they have a use for this. So it kind of, you know, makes catching them all a little more important. 100%. And uh, so then in the experiences of the week here in Discord, Fabian finally uh, got himself a heat more. Have you found yourself a heat more yet, Rob? No. A little jealous. He's a little sneaky. Uh, I've only uh, run into one so far. uh, And yeah, they are definitely sneaky. No, I think that's like the one I'm missing too. And I keep seeing them on radar, but it's always when I'm like stuck. You know how like when you're like stuck somewhere and it's like, and then why do I make the mistake of pulling up Pokemon Go when like I can't leave this situation right now? And it's like you, oh, you see something down the street you really want or a raid nearby or something. I am also missing that. It's a one-star raid. It's super easy. The clink, is, that, is it clink? The two Oh peers? yeah, yep. I'm still missing that. And every time I see the raid, it's like an uh, inconvenient time for me to go run over there and grab it. <laughs> yeah, because he's definitely soloable. So if you have the time. Yeah. Yep. You can yeah, definitely take it down by yourself. 
pretty easy, yeah. Um, and then this is again from Fabian. He's showing off a 98% Shadow Ball Mewtwo, um, which will definitely come in handy when... Uh, oh, who was it? I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Terakion? I don't know if I'm saying that right, but when he's added to raids, um, mm-hmm. definitely... Can, well, I guess Shadow Ball isn't necessarily the best for that. You'd want Psychic, but still. Mewtwo. Still, those Mewtwo's are, are handy for a lot of situations, so... Yep. Actually, a lot of the stuff in here is from Fabian. Usually, uh, we get a ton from uh, a, uh, a certain Terry, but uh, a lot of these are from Fabian this week. So he's got a shiny Alolan uh, Sandshrew. Uh, Charles was given a raid pass for, uh, a, an EX raid in Provo, Utah. So he's definitely <laughs> all over that. <laughs> How useful. I'm just waiting for my EX pass for New York city. Cause I, I did do a raid when I was in New York. There was just a random three star. It was like a muck or something I already have, but I was just like, well, I'm just going to do a raid to get a bronze gym in New York. Uh, and watch, I'm going to get an EX pass for that. I bet. See, and I'm still waiting for an EX raid at my work. Um, uh, about a month ago, one of the gyms at my work got uh, changed into an EX eligible gym. Yeah, there was so, a big map update about a yeah. month ago because all the parks here, one of the players went through on uh, OpenStreetMap or whatever that's called and made sure mm-hmm. they were all labeled as parks. And sure enough, when they did the map update about a month ago, now all everything's EX eligible around here, including one not far from my house. I could walk there in like three <laughs> minutes. It's like the one when I need to spin something every day, there's that. So uh, it's it's that map update was great. Yeah, except for the reduced Pokemon a lot of people are seeing, I guess. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, and they keep working, reworking uh, spawn points. Apparently, spawn points got reworked a bit today, too. Oh, really? So, yeah, they, they just keep tweaking it a little bit here and there. Uh, you know, we mentioned Terry Wolf a little bit ago. He actually got a um, three-star green Tauros. So it looks to be 13, 15, 14. So that's pretty nice. Shiny Tauros right there. And uh, he's also showing off that he's started using Wayfinder, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And I have he, a feeling that's a big topic this week. Oh, oh yeah. Huge topic this week. Um, and also pulled off a Shiny Mankey. So nice. um, there is that. But that is our experiences of the week. So why don't we go ahead and hop into the news? Uh, we mentioned that we were going to talk about um, the lineup for November. So why don't we go ahead and start there? Um, If you're looking at the show notes, Rob, I skipped down a little bit to the one that says November events. You got it. Um, So this is a post from uh, Niantic, so from Pokemon Go, uh, and it details what is happening uh, for the next little bit in uh, Pokemon Go. Have you had a, have you seen this yet? It was uh, announced yesterday. I heard about this top one, the uh, upcoming week, I guess I can say super effective week. I've heard, I heard that, uh, but I didn't really know. I was like, that's a strange sounding thing, but it sounds like maybe there's going to be fighting. I was just more surprised when I saw that, that we're not getting some type of tie in for sword and shield. Hello. That's kind of a big deal, right? <laughs> And we know that the 
Galar Pokemon, if I'm saying that right, I know there's controversy on how it's pronounced, but if those Pokemon are going to come to Pokemon Go, like similar to the Alolan forms, right? Because everybody wants one of those Galarian uh, Ponytas. At least I know I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so like, if those are going to be coming over to Pokemon Go, I'm kind of surprised this isn't the week for that. But maybe they're going to wait a little closer to the holiday shopping. Maybe they kind of know, like, all the Pokemon fans are going to be on this. Maybe we need to wait. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little weird that this is coming first. That's the, that's the only thing. But I don't want to be a complainer either. Like, you know, yay more events and things. But it's just, <laughs> I was just a little surprised. Like, what? It's not a Galarian event to celebrate the new Switch games? I, I am a bit surprised there too. But I kind of think um, the Pokemon Go company wants to let those that actually bought the new games get to play with the new toys first. Perhaps. Um, but that said... Uh, in the um, code, the code divers have found uh, code related to the uh, Galarian forms. So they are in the code. When they get turned live, we don't know. Um, I will. I expect them sometime this month, though. So within the next would, couple of weeks. You would think. Here's hoping. So, but, you know, trying to predict what Niantic will do is sometimes like trying to catch sand or something it will happen soon that's all you get yeah so super effective week um that you were just talking about so that's uh, starting november 19th and going well for a week until november 26th and it says that it is going to feature pokemon that are strong specifically against team go rocket huh um, and so, and, well, and other trainers. So these are specifically meant for PvP. What that means, we don't know, though Shiny Tentacle will also become available. So that's one of them. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't think Tentacle when I think PvP. I don't either. So but... that's interesting. But that's a cool Shiny. So excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tentacle is definitely a neat shiny. Um, for those at home, so that we can actually detail it, he he switches from blue to a purple, and the red gem on his forehead and on his um, edges are on this top. The bulbs on the top uh, become green. So yeah, he definitely looks cool, and that's for Tentacruel as well. The, those uh, color shifts. Uh, apparently, so Rock Eddie, he's one of our um, more PvP-oriented listeners. He says that Tentacool, well, and by extension, I assume Tentacruel, is is good for PvP, specifically for shield baiting. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So, uh, I assume that's probably in Great League, um, but I could be wrong. Mm. That's an assumption on my part. Uh, so, the bonuses for this event... Um, do you want to go ahead and uh, list what those are, are, are uh... Yes, you're going to get two times the Stardust from Trainer Battles. So Stardust, always a good thing. Uh, more potions and revives from Pokestops. So if you're going to be fighting more, it's nice that the game will allow you to revive your Pokemon. Uh, and then guaranteed charged TM from three-star raids. So that's kind of interesting, too. So I don't know about you, but I'm still holding on to a lot of those 
TMs just because I don't really, yeah, I haven't gone through like all of my Pokemon. Maybe like the top 20, I've made sure I have the right move sets, but the others I haven't. Uh, but if you are somebody who is still spinning for just the right move set, maybe you want your Celebi to have. <laughs> Celebi or Mew? Yeah, there you go. Now's the time. So, no, but for real, you're going to get more of those uh, charged TMs. So, for those of you that are spinning your moves a lot, uh, you can get that from three star raids. So, that's cool. Yeah, I just checked because I was curious how many I've got. I'm sitting on 24 charged TMs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I used a ton early on to get my um, six Machamps. Since mm -hmm. Machamps, every other, uh, every other five star raid, it seems like just throw Machamps at them and you'll be fine. <laughs> right so uh but yeah and then we mentioned him earlier um so I, I, what how much experience do you have with the gen 5 games not a ton i played them a little bit uh both black and white and black 2 white 2 i played a little bit but not like start to finish so. okay okay so i have not played them at all Okay. Uh, so a lot of these Pokemon are relatively new to me. Like I may have seen their, their pictures and things like that, um, but I'm not overly familiar with them. So uh, this new, so that first event lasts until the 26th, starting the 26th, we are going to get, and I, I swear I probably pronouncing this wrong, but uh, Terrakion, is that how you pronounce that? I would think Terra kind of like, you know, Earth or whatever. So Terra Keon makes, makes sense. Okay. Maybe Terra, maybe Terra Kion, but that's. Yeah. Depending on how you want to F emphasize it. Um, if only they said their names in Pokemon Go like they do in the anime. <laughs> it makes this a lot easier. I know. Uh, and Charles actually has a little book that one of our uh, patrons sent him that has a phonetic pronunciation. Oh, so that's handy. occasionally he'll look it up and, and do things like that. Um, I just asked my Pokemon obsessed friend or, or I get corrected. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just pronounce stuff how I want to pronounce it most <laughs> of the time. Um, but this guy is uh, pretty cool looking. He's a rock fighting type. <laughs> And uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea how his stats ma match up to um, to most stuff. Though I did see a uh, someone had gone on to Game Press and done theoretical um, battle simulations. And I want to say, as far as Rock type goes, he ranked pretty high above Tyranitar. Um. So yeah, it, I he looks cool. Maybe he's going to be one of those legendaries you kind of have to get, unlike uh, some of the previous ones we've had. <laughs> but you never know, because you, you say that, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're like, hey, the Reggies are actually kind of useful for Team Rocket Battles. True, true. Um, but yeah, so that they are going to be, or he is going to be around, well, he being relative, most uh, legendaries are genderless, and so is uh, Terrakion. Um, but... It's going to be available until December 17th. And uh, so that is fun there. Um, what is the next event that we've got listed for November into December? 
next up, you get to celebrate your friends with the Friend Fest. So it's uh, they're saying it's celebrating family and friendship with the first ever Friend Fest. I guess kind of makes sense. It's around Thanksgiving, which is you know the, 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 even though Thanksgiving is maybe you're thankful for your friends. I mean that that could be very very possible. So uh, it's it seems like an appropriate time of year for it. Um, it doesn't seem like it's running a terribly long time though. So it does seem like it's like a Thanksgiving event. Uh, it's going to run Wednesday the twenty seventh from 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern to Monday, December 2nd at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. So, um, but a lot of folks maybe are off of obligations in their personal life because of Thanksgiving. So you have a big chance to get the most of this event, at least that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I don't know about you, but I ain't shopping. <laughs> so. Well, and if I am shopping, it'll on. probably be Amazon looking at those uh those lightning cells. Exactly. So Cyber Monday <laughs> is kind of where things are moving, I think. so. Um, but while we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, uh, Charles and I have to decide, have to actually nail down the specifics, but it's looking like we are going to record that episode on, on uh, Black Friday. So, um, and we might have something special in, in store, but like I said, we got to nail down the specifics. So... Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> but yeah, so the, these are some awesome events that are coming on the horizon. Uh, and just uh, get out there and grab them. Uh, according to Rock Eddie, again, our PvP specialist over here, um, Tarakion is actually the second best rock type attacker. Um, huh. So yeah. He's pretty nice. high up there, so so when when he becomes available, go out and and grab him. So nice. Um, um, should I mention the rest about this event? Because there's there's some good stuff in this event, actually. Yeah. So um, you, there's going to be boosted family themed Pokemon. I don't. I mean, they mentioned Nidoran male and Nidoran female. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else. I mean, I don't know what's considered a family Pokemon unless you're talking like a, th a full evolution line would be a family to me, but I don't know. I don't know what else is going to count for that, but those are the ones they cite uh, as well as their evolutions and more that will be in the wild and in research tasks. I believe Nidoran female shiny came out a while ago. I don't remember if Nidoran male ever did. Yep. They're both available, which it's funny. I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> I know there's so many, um, so many, but yeah, they're, they're just palette swaps. Oh yeah, yeah. Between the two of them, their shiny forms are, are in, in parallels to each other. Interesting. To their normal okay. Interesting. So, uh, but those will be boosted. So, but no word on shiny or anything like that, but here's where things get real good. Uh, and probably why the event is short. You get half stardust for trading. So, you know, if you have need to do a million Stardust trade, uh, which I, you know, hopefully you're working on your friendships if you're looking at something that big, but you never know, uh, that'll be halved. So that makes those big trades a little more doable. You can make two special trades per day. That's a pretty big deal, especially if you think about during this Thanksgiving period, a lot of people are traveling, right? Oh, so yeah. you have a lot of people going home for Thanksgiving. Hey, I brought you some Pachirisus from Alaska, <laughs> you know, or something or whatever it is. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I think people will make the most of that. So two special trades per day for the holidays. So don't, uh, don't lose sight of that. 
And then uh, you will be attack boosted when you raid with friends, which I believe is already in the game. I'm assuming it's going to be bumped up a little more. Yeah. So when you raid with friends right now, you do get a boost, but apparently it's going to be bigger. So nice. Get out there and uh, take some stuff down. I'm sure we will see a lot of uh, new videos of, oh, I could solo this or I could duo that. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. true. That's true. You're going to uh, have friends going out on a, a walk or something because they don't have to work that day and maybe taking <laughs> on some different raids. So we'll see. Maybe do. Yeah, we, we trioed Tarakian with all Mr. Mimes or something. You never know. It, it'll it happen. Something to that yeah. that effect, I'm sure. Uh, because sure. Stay, stay tuned to Reddit. <laughs> yeah, well, because it does overlap with Tarakian. So true. So that is there. Um, but we are in the midst of an event right now. Um, well, depending on if you've finished it or not. Uh, I mean, the event is still going. The looming, uh, the looming in the shadows with the Team Rocket spawns. Um, but the special research is, is we have a breakdown. Bef- last week we had um, only snippets because the second um, task was time gated with the spin. Mm. Uh, five Pokestop or spin Pokestops five days in a row. Uh, but we have an infographic here uh, that is um, that details all of the different, re- well, the different quest lines and the rewards for those quest lines. And basically, it's almost exclusively experience. The at least for each individual task is what you get. Um, until the the later ones, then you get a little bit of stardust and some um, silver raspberries. But the rewards at each tier are oh, are they okay? So the uh, uh, how far are you in the looming shadows? I stopped to purify fifteen Pokemon. Okay, okay, so, yeah, that's where I'm stuck right now. Um, so I'm I'm on number two as well. Uh, I had a a few days where, for the life of me, I couldn't find a shadow or a, a a grunt to fight mm. um so i the first day it was out i defeated two team rocket grunts and then the next couple of days um i i granted i only played for maybe a half an hour each of those days but i just i couldn't find a grunt so i've got one more day left on the on looming in the shadows uh part two um but then uh further down the line nothing like they're decent rewards, but nothing like super exciting to me. Yeah, I know. Woo experience at level 40. Hooray. Though Um, I do kind of want to hurry up and reach level 40 twice before Charles reaches level 40 once. (laughs) I love that. All right, cool. But I would have loved it. I would have loved it if, more of these rewards were stardust instead of, I mean, at each tier you did get some, (laughs) some stardust, but when they're asking you to purify 15 shadow Pokemon, that's not inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. It adds up. So, but I guess they wanted something that would be a little bit of a slow burn. What's going to be hard for me is that Ingress, which I mentioned, I also play is having a major, major, probably the biggest event of the year is happening starting tomorrow. In fact, if you've never played Ingress, uh, and you're thinking like, oh, I want to check it out or I want to start like today's the day to do it um, and roll for green enlightened. Cheap plug. <laughs> but um, I, I will say that uh, it uh, there's the double AP or I, I, I still call it XP because I'm just used to 
role-playing game. So it's basically what it is. A double experience event starts tomorrow, and it's to celebrate the seventh anniversary of Ingress. So it starts tomorrow morning, morning Pacific, and it runs for a week. And double experience for every action is a lot, and it adds up quickly. So, um, yeah, that's that's a huge event that those that are still playing Ingress, you know, probably want to make the most of over the next week. So, Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it just stinks for trying to play multiple games because <laughs> I mean I can still I can Bluetooth catch right I can still do I can essentially yep. shiny hunt that's going to be a big thing in my community day if I Bluetooth catch while I play Ingress I'll still walk out of community day with three or four shinies no problem um, but uh, yeah I'm not going to be able to do Team Rocket fights unless Pokemon is my active game so I can see them so okay does um does Ingress have any um bluetooth device that goes with it no i think because the original base game is a little too old it was before all of that and uh you know ingress prime is so they you probably heard about this they took the mm -hmm. old client and they sunsetted it huge hugely controversial decision within the community but uh basically the engine the original was written on is no longer supported so they had to upgrade to a new version this ingress prime uh and ingress prime is still kind of trying to work out a lot of the kinks and we haven't seen any new new features really roll out uh there's been talk about like that they might have a wearable device a bluetooth something like that in the future but nothing as of yet yeah i i still want a bluetooth wand for and not that i even play it but that might actually entice me to play um wizards unite it, it would be nice if maybe there was a universal Niantic Bluetooth of some sort, but maybe they don't want to make it too easy. <laughs> I don't know. Or if uh, those wands that you could buy at Universal Studios could sync with your phone. Because they Who have... Knows? The, blue, the Bluetooth thing may be a Nintendo thing, too. That may... You know, because remember... You know, they had a part, Nintendo had a part in putting those. I, I realize there's third party devices like gotchas and stuff, but we all know, you know, those aren't official devices, but the official stuff is all kind of like Nintendo backed. So I wonder if there isn't something there that maybe they are limited in what they can do because the Bluetooth agreements are with Nintendo. That, oh, yeah, that could be because, the, yeah, they're the ones that have been making the the hardware. So they they made the, the plus, they made the pokey ball plus and yeah which uh we actually gave away a, were, were you did you participate in the tournament at dragon con i was not because i had a, comp a conflicting panel on okay. the gaming track at the same time yeah okay yeah we we gave away a pokey ball plus at the at that tournament so oh nice yep and charles uh, charles was uh I, I i i he was jokingly tempted to take the mew out of it before he before we give it away <laughs> but no uh they they got the view assuming that they even have a switch and the uh let's go games but anyway um back to team rocket we actually have a a little article here from niantic that details um kind of a little q a um or faq whichever you want to talk about it uh detailing some of the specifics of the team go rocket um one of the things that really stuck out to me with this is that it specifically states that trainers can receive the giovanni special research once per calendar month hmm um so that that'll be interesting because so basically they're gonna keep popping up 
up to once a month to so that we can find these quote unquote rare shadow Pokemon. Hmm. So and spo- I guess I better get on that before November's over. <laughs> and spoiler alert for those that have not finished it. Um, we did talk briefly about this last week, uh, Charles and I did, but you you do get a Shadow Articuno when you beat Giovanni. So, there we go. Hmm. I think it's a neat little feature that they put in there, though, where, like, you know, you have to kind of... Now it's not just hunting for a particular Pokemon. It's like scanning your neighborhood for a particular place <laughs> where... Giovanni's hiding. That's kind of neat. I mean, hopefully he's not hiding in the, you know, gated community. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there's horror stories of that happening around, but maybe, maybe he must move around a little bit just to just to be sure everybody can find him at some point. Oh, yeah. And there's decoys as well. So you'll your radar will say he's there and you'll show up and it's just one of his grunts. Hmm. But yeah, the. It's a neat mechanic. They really need to iron out the bugs that are with it, though. Uh, people keep getting stuck in an overhead view or a lot of a lot of weird behavior that goes with it. Um, I agree with Rock Eddie in the chat that subsequent months they will probably rotate which legendary we can get a shadow of. That would make a lot of sense. They've got a lot of older legendaries at this point they can move through. So make a lot of sense for that to be like a second way to get legendaries again for new people. You know, you got to remember there's new people picking up Pokemon Go all the time that maybe they just didn't catch on to or coming back maybe from the original, you know, wave. Um, and so there's should be a way for them to get the legendary birds too. So that's, uh, yeah, makes sense. And it's something new for the rest of us, like having a shadow bird. Yeah. And I would guess that the next one will be Zapdos. Uh, based on the fact that it goes Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Unodos, Trace. Yep. So. Or, but the way they rolled about in the game originally, if I remember right, was uh, Articuno, Moltres because of the uh, that very, very first Pokemon Go event where like uh, Mystic did the best. So they got yep. the Articunos first and then it was Valor was after that. So. Could they, they could mix it up. I mean, yep. you can't expect Niantic to always do things that'll make sense. <laughs> so that is 100% the truth. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, one of the best resources for us as players is the Sylph Road. And they recently did a... Um, research study. So they they do these all the time. They've got a bunch of people that collect data and do research. Um, And so this one is, they were specifically looking at, uh, looking for quote unquote secret multipliers when it comes to catching Pokemon. Um, I think the, and I'd, I'd have to check, but I think what, spawned this was specifically shadow pokemon uh even though their catch circle is red they seem to be a lot easier to catch than you would think i've noticed that too like they don't really run and i'm like is that just because i'll use a berry on them every time because i don't want them to run away i kind of stopped using golden raspberries especially if it's like a dust skull or something you know it's you know whatever um but is it 
I kind of noticed that too, that they seem to always be easier to catch. Yeah, easier to catch. And again, Rock Eddie in the chat says, easier to catch if you can hit them because they tend to attack a lot. Yeah, I pretty much say screw it to the circle because I just throw right after an attack motion to make sure that I connect because, yeah, it's it's way too hard to time it with the circle too. They attack so much. Um, I guess maybe a use for those uh, Nanab berries though. Yep. Yeah, one of the uses of the Nanabs to to hit them and also if you're going for one of those streaks. So if you needed like three great throws in a row or things like that, then throwing in a nab is definitely worth it. Um, other than that, it's a little lackluster. I still think they should add a little uh, Stardust bonus to the Nanabs just to make mm. them more enticing. But, you know, that's a talk for another yeah. day. <laughs> I recycle those almost all the time, except now I noticed a task start started showing up that was use 10 Nanab berries on Pokemon. I'm like, oh, that's how they're going to get me to keep those in my inventory. Yep. And there's always, uh, if you do want the Stardust from them, you can always feed them to gyms. True. Very so, true. Um, but the findings in this research um, are that, yes, definitely, uh, like field research has a much higher uh, probability of catching. Um, shadow Pokemon, though, aren't as high as as I would have thought, because they do seem quite a bit easier to catch. Um, but yeah, Silph Road is saying they are as difficult to catch as the non-shadow counterparts. Yeah. But... So I'm using those berries for nothing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, they seem so much easier to catch to me. But, you know, that's confirmation bias. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but all in all, the, I love the write-ups. If you have time, go out and take a look because these are, are very good and, I mean, they get into the nitty-gritty, so they're, they're, some of it might go over your head, especially if you're not... Um, you have to speak you don't a little like, math. Yeah, if you don't like math. <laughs> um, but the, a lot of really good information is here if you're interested in how the back-end calculations occur. Uh, for most people, they just want to throw a ball and get the Pokemon. They're not going to care about these calculations. But to me, as a programmer, this kind of stuff uh, is interesting to me. So, but, yeah. I don't know about you. Is that interesting to you? I, it's interesting, but that's, I go, huh. All right. You know, that's, that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't, I don't dive into the full math behind it because, look, either the game's going to give it to me or it's not. So... And if it doesn't give me what I want, then blame Niantic, right? Yep. Curse the Pokey Gods. So, um, I haven't been keeping up to date on the um, Galarian forms. Does Meowth have a Galarian form, or is it just I, oh the gigant, so. giganta, the the big one, right? The Dynamax, Di I think it is. Gigantamax, is it there, Dynamax? There is that, but I believe there's a Galarian Meowth as well. Because there's a... Because um, that would give him three different forms. Because he's got yeah. his normal one. Oh, yeah, he's got the little... Okay, I, it's uh, the little, like, he's like got a big beard. 
and like little claw hands looking thing and like the oh. Viking horns. So he's got a different uh, appearance <laughs> too. Okay. Uh, Jacket K calls it the, the chunker form. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is we. It almost reminds me of um, the Langoliers throwback to the nineties. <laughs> you ever, you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh man. So <laughs> the, the Langoliers is, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Stephen King direct to movie oh, right. or direct to TV movie uh, where people, it's got some timey wimey stuff on a plane and the Langoliers actually eat the past. So if you get stuck in the past, they, they're monsters that will eat you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, <laughs> that's that's what it reminds me of. Uh, if you have a chance and you want to watch a cheesy film, go for it. Uh, but the reason why we're talking about the Galarian form is, is that on Disney Plus because I only watched Disney Plus this week. <laughs> uh, I don't think the Langoliers oh. is a Disney movie, but I don't think it is either. Yeah, the House of Mouse owns so much you never know. <laughs> you never know. Coming soon, maybe. Um, but the Galarian forms, mm. their statistics have been. Um, f- found and noted, um, and there is a infographic that I posted in the stream chat here um, that details those different forms, what their uh, abilities, what their stats will be, and uh, these the moves are theorized. That ha- those haven't been found in the the code just yet, as far as I know. Um, but seeing their uh, their max CP specifically, since that's the main stat that we measure by, um, is pretty interesting in and of itself. Like uh, Darmanaton, his Zen mode has almost uh, 4,000 as its max CP. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see these, which I know you're very excited for Ponita, but other than Ponita, which ones are you most excited for? Uh, I want to see the Mr. Mime, and I think the new one's Mr. Rhyme. So I, <laughs> those look kind of funny, very, very different. Uh, and I think the the wheezing and the uh, that looks like the smokestack and everything is kind of kind of funny. So yeah, yeah, the I top like how like smoke. Yeah, they've gone like in a completely different direction. So I'm kind of into it. What is uh, so I know that uh. uh the different areas are based off of real world locations. Where is Galer- uh, Galeria? Gal- I believe it's like like Europe because it's like castles and things like that. So it's like, you know, like a, a, a older Europe, basically. Uh, and I think some of the, like the, the maybe like Stonehenge and stuff is being referenced by like what you get. Oh, I don't know if they can see behind because I know you cropped it down to a circle for the Twitch feed. But uh, some of the like patterns in the, the ground and stuff might be based on that. So okay. I think it's like an eight ancient old europe i guess would be what it hmm. is okay interesting uh, but not like but not like paris because that was x and y was paris so i think it's more like an old 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 timey wimey old timey wimey england mm-hmm. type stuff okay okay I, I really need a pokemon with a, a monocle <laughs> so i'm surprised i'm surprised that isn't one of the Galarian forms <laughs> Yeah, why doesn't Sir Fetchit have a monocle with his sword and shield? Unfortunately, I'm not Nintendo. I cannot answer that question. (laughs) Well, all right, fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so 
those, like we've been saying, those forms have been found in uh, the code. So expect them any day now. I mean, they could with Niantic, they could just flip the switch whenever they they feel like it. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? They might show up tomorrow randomly. Uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. But uh, speaking of tomorrow, we've talked a little bit about some of the different events that are coming up because we had that breakdown. Uh, but we do have an infographic from Wonderful One who makes some excellent infographics detailing um, what is coming up. Uh, but the Chimchar Community Day, as a reminder, that is this weekend on the 16th, so Saturday. Um, again, that's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. And the special move is Blast Burn. So I don't think anyone is surprised at that. Uh, I think almost all of the other events we have already talked about when we did the a breakdown of what's coming up in November. Um, though uh, it apparently Spinda number one is going to replace Spinda number three. So if you haven't, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm not really too into the different Spinda forms, but uh, I, I was the first couple months and then those research tasks got so hard to find. I just kind of let it, I, I let it fall apart. It's like you, one of those, you missed one month and then up oh, it all fell apart from there. <laughs> I didn't collect them all. I'm done. I'm out yeah, of here. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it gives a good little rundown of the different uh, events that are here. So if you wanted to see that infographic, we will have a link to it in our show notes. Um, but yeah, so that is there. Uh, the next thing we are going to talk about is Niantic has actually announced that they are going to start putting out official show notes. How do you feel about that? You mean you mean patch notes? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I was just talking about show notes. Yeah, they're doing Niantic a show. putting on a show. <laughs> yeah, their show is called well, the Pokemon Go Podcast, don't you know? Yeah, I was going to say the show they put on is quite comical sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're going to put out the official patch notes, which uh, they've been doing that for Ingress, for Prime, for a little bit. So uh, this doesn't totally surprised me it's i think it's good that transparency is good and they they're, they're not dumb they know it's being data mined anyway so they might as well try to put out the official patch notes to um maybe minimize the noise a little bit more on the data mining people won't be seeking out the data mining as much because oh it's all right in front of me what i need to know is right here um but maybe they will still hide some really good stuff in there but if people think they're getting everything for the patch notes who knows Maybe that's the conspiracy theorist to me a little more, but um, I think it's it's good. It's been great for Ingress Prime, just being able to see the things they fixed with every release. So um, not hugely surprised. I believe uh, Wizards Unite has been doing patch notes too, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, hmm. it's about time for Pokemon, honestly. I haven't been paying attention to Wizards Unite, but yeah, I mean, so many companies do really good patch notes. Um, Looking at the ones that they put out for release uh, 0 0.161, uh, it's, I mean, they're they're kind of generic. I, I'm kind of sad that there's not uh, minor text fixes listed, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, 
it is neat to know some of the stuff maybe more under the hood the data mining doesn't catch so who knows like uncaught forms of deoxys are now visible in the pokedex would data mining have shown that i don't know so it's kind of nice to know that some of that stuff is getting fixed too yep yeah yeah because that pokemon go plus the it's still causing issues for a lot of people and they're still investigating uh, apparently with this last patch they put in some more fixes but there's still people having issues so yeah hmm. my uh, gotcha was doing just fine until i think finally like it won't charge anymore so i have to get a new one i don't know but luckily Ooh. i still i have a backup i have my pokeball plus still as a backup so this is what i'll probably use for community day there you go. Yeah, my I I prefer the haptic feedback available with the um, plus itself. I have a mm. plus and a gotcha, um, and so I gave the gotcha to my wife quite a while ago. I'm not sure she uses it much these days, but it is there available if she ever wants to use it. So it's there. But yeah, um, as of yesterday. Something exciting has been made available worldwide, but you have been using it for quite some time in a different format. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, finally, after all the whining and complaining and begging, no, uh, <laughs> Wayfarer, Niantic Wayfarer has gone live for Pokemon Go players level 40 in all regions. So not just rural South America and some of the places, you know, the very limited places it was at before. Uh, you and your neighborhood and small town USA can go forth and submit Pokestops. And I am begging you, please do not submit crap because it just gums up the system for everybody else. I, I it, It's a tricky position for me. I, I have been using this for quite some time uh, in its former form, OPR, or Operate, Operation Portal Recon, is what it was called for Ingress. And then just about less than a month ago, it switched to Wayfarer uh, on the Ingress side. And so we kind of all knew, oh, it's coming. It's coming for everybody because <laughs> the graphics were all Pokemon and Harry Potter and stuff. So we kind of knew it was happening. Uh, and so now it's here. Um, I have to admit, I have some hesitations, quite frankly, from the Ingress side of things. Remember, guys, I'm a fan of both games. Okay, I'm a max level in both sides. But you have to remember, Ingress is a very PvP type of game. And those portals, uh, you know, the things that are Pokestops and gyms for all of you, they're portals at Ingress, and they are very strategical types of locations that can really make or break, you know, what's going on in that game. So um, whereas in Pokemon Go, like, there's no bad reason to have Pokestops in all of the places, right? You know, and I think that's the general consensus. Put Pokestops everywhere. But I was kind of for the longest time kind of thinking like, oh, but like for uh, Ingress, that might not be such a great thing because, you know, especially in places that are more private and, you know, not going to handle a gathering of a lot of people very well and not good places to play at night and things like that. Like, it's just going to be, it might cause a lot of bad stuff to get in there. I'm a little little worried about it, but I will say this again. I'm a fan of both games. I don't want to sound elitist or anything like that. Uh, I will say this. The system as it is at Ingress isn't perfect because Ingress is a player versus player game. You get a lot of like faction bias going on. Like you might know that, oh, the other faction uses this park as their farming area all the time. They're just trying to add a bunch of portals there so they can farm. Unfortunately, even though it meets the rules and this shouldn't be happening, 
I'm going to tell you, it does. People will deny portals over there because they don't want the other team to have more stuff there. So this will be a good way, I, I think, and, and at the end of the day, this becomes a good thing to have hopefully both Pokemon players and Ingress players reviewing things. And I hope that the reviews will require kind of agreements on all sides. But the reality is there's a lot of stuff that's uh, caught up in like tie battles and stuff. Maybe the Pokemon Go players will be able to help us break some of those ties on the Ingress side. So that's where I'm trying to think like, okay, maybe the Operation Warfare for everybody actually could, not be, it could end up being a good thing because it could really scale back some of that ugly stuff that's getting denied just because of faction reasons. Um, people really should just stick to the facts when they're doing their <laughs> review. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> one other thing to point out, and this is a very big flaw and something a lot of your listeners are probably already thinking about, is that keep in mind that you don't see everything in Ingress in Pokemon Go right? Because of the way the map cells, I'm sure you've talked about this in a previous show, the way the map cells work out is that it's a slightly smaller map cell that allows portals than does allow Pokestops and gyms. So the big problem that's going to happen with this that I cannot believe got through is that <laughs> you might submit something that's already there, actually. It's just not in Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. yeah, because it's it's in Ingress, but they're actually too close together for both to have come over to Pokemon Go. So here's a tip. Please, even if you don't want to check out Ingress, fine. Harry Potter has everything. Wizards Unite has one-for-one one crossover. You could see everything in Wizards Unite. And maybe if you've never just, you know, you thought, oh, Ingress is weird. It's too much for me. Even though, again, I would say, check it out. It's, it's different. It's, you know, yes, it's a player versus player. It's a very different type of game but it's cool once you get into it. Um, but even if you don't want to get into Ingress, you know, I'm sure a lot of you checked out Harry Potter's Wizards Unite. That does have everything in it. So before you submit something, especially if it's a crowded park, a downtown area, somewhere where there's likely to be more submissions, check Harry Potter to make sure it's not there yet. Uh, and hopefully Niantic will think of something on how to do that uh, for Pokemon Go before too long, because I'm worried that the system's going to get gummed up with duplicate submissions, things that should be locations. They are in the other games. <laughs> so um, hopefully, though, this will help for some of the rural players. Obviously, rural players have been complaining for the longest time, and understandably so, and there might not be many Ingress players because it's hard to play Ingress in an area where there's not a lot of back and forth to get experience, you know, and so forth. So um, hopefully this will help some of the rural players, if nothing else. That could be a very good thing. Most definitely. And for those that, you know, you talked a lot about how um, Ingress players would deny specific locations. Um, a lot of our play, a lot of our listeners probably have never played Ingress at all. Now, right. it's my understanding that you, because I, I played Ingress for maybe five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's my understanding that with Ingress, you go to the portals, you take over the portals, and then you actually link portals together. Is yeah. that, that okay? Yeah. So it's all about trying to, it's all about like land area ownership and trying to basically control like areas basically. And you do that by creating triangles. So you link two portals together. And then when you link, you kind of close that link from another portal, you're creating triangles. And then that triangle fills in with your faction's color. And then you get points based on the rough estimated population that's under that triangle that you made. Um, now, uh, something to very, very important rule links may never cross you cannot oh. cross the streams 
So that's where the player versus player element especially so, gets So in. if you can get a huge one, you yep. can deny a lot of links. Yep. Because you also mm. cannot throw links under an existing field. So you can get, and this is part of the fun of Ingress, you get 20 people together, you field the whole town. You and you and that's where the James Bond and covert ops and all the stuff I like really like about it, the cloak and dagger and all that stuff really comes into play is that you get the group together, you're on a chat system all talking to each other. Okay, we're gonna drop the links in three, two, one, drop them, get the base link up, get the other links up, and then you field all over your city. Or like there's big ones that cover like half the US that take a lot of people to put on. Uh, and one of your chatters, um, Jack, in the chat says, I tried it already, didn't like it. Hearing about the player versus player element kind of turns me off even more. I don't play AR games to get involved in turf wars, hence my common complaints with the gym system. And that's totally fair and understandable. You don't always want to give away your location. And if you don't feel safe ever, you should not play the games, period. Um, but I will say, as far as Ingress goes, your location is not revealed to other players like where you're standing or anything like that. I mean, sure, you might you, they can see when you take a portal and all that stuff, but if you, it's very easy to hide your identity, especially if you're playing in very like downtown park type of places. Like people aren't going to know who's taking their stuff, you know. So because they could, they, there's a <laughs> wide player base for that game, just like there is for Pokemon Go. So you don't know. It could be a little kid. It could be grandma. All of them are playing that game too. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, but the Wayfinder is going to be um, excellent. Uh, one of the uh, biggest community requests that has been coming in, and, and I'm sure that uh, you will echo it as well, Rob, is that please, please, please review more point of interest submissions than you submit. Yeah, you don't. You want to make sure if you're submitting things, you're actually reviewing things too. Um, because if not, you're just going to create a bigger backlog in the system. That's the long and short of it. Uh, there is incentive to review your own stuff, or excuse me, not your own, obviously can't review your own stuff, I'm sorry, review stuff in the system after making your own submits. Uh, if you get 100 agreements, so let's say you review and you get 100 agreements in the um, game, uh, what will happen is that one of your submissions will be prioritized. In fact, I just, before the uh, show started tonight, I actually logged into Wayfarer because I was like, oh, I was like at 95 out of 100 earlier. I wonder if I got, because now that all the Pogo players are reviewing, we're starting to see more agreements come through because stuff that's been in the backlog for a while is getting pushed through now. Um, so one of my submissions just got upgraded. So there's a church in a strip mall not far from me that I'm like, why isn't this a portal? This is a church. It should, and it's in a strip mall. It's like super easily accessible. It should be uh, a portal. So I just picked that as my most recent upgrade. But you have to get 100 agreements to do that. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but and it is, but it goes by pretty quick. I wonder if they won't do some type of badging system in uh, Pokemon Go kind of like what we have in Ingress. I'm going to try my best to show this, but in Ingress, you actually have a tiered badge. Of course, now that I want to see something in this game, I'm getting like the <laughs> endless loading screen, but you get like a little tiered badge that shows you uh, like, you know, you get a bronze if you've gotten, I think like 500 agreements, a silver for a thousand and so forth. And that kind of goes on your profile uh, with different stats as well. Let me see if I can, there we go. Okay, I just had to do it twice. I said, turn it off and then on again. So let me say, I'm doing my best to show it in there, but you can see it actually shows, okay, recon, there's the badge. So that's how many agreements I have right now in the game. So they might do something like that in Pokemon Go where you get a badge there too. 
I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? and for our podcast listeners, you have almost oh, sorry, eight, yes, almost eighteen hundred agreements. So yeah, and that's that's small fry. Like one of my good buddies that I met through Ingress, uh, she has her Onyx, which is ten thousand agreements. <laughs> That's that's a handful of agreements right there. She's very good at going in there on her phone and she'll review a few and she's very into it. Like that's that's almost the meta game for her. And the one other thing I will say about Ingress is that you can kind of pick your meta game too. Uh, even though I talked about like if you want to do points, you create fields and stuff like that. Not everybody plays that way. Like honestly, because the player base has been dying out a little bit, like the reality is like here where I live, we struggle a lot against the other team because they have retired players that don't have a lot of opposition <laughs> where they live that throw this very deep field every day, all the time, non-time. It doesn't matter. 2 a.m., they'll be out there throwing it, whatever. And it's like, how do you defeat that which has – all right, anyway. But <laughs> I won't finish that sentence because that's rude. But, you know, you, know it is, it start, you start to feel that way a little bit. So a lot of people turn the game into something else, and it's like, oh – well, maybe I want to go do missions because there's a lot of missions in Ingress that encourage you to go out and hack unique portals, get little badges for your profile, and you know, kind of do it that way too. So some people have kind of changed the metagame. Uh, there's big live events too that are essentially player versus player events. We just had one here where I live in Sacramento. We just It was huge. We had, uh, I think it was about 600 people were here on October 12th for uh, what they called Umbra was the name of the anomaly and there was one here in sacramento and the same day they had it here in sacramento they had one in brooklyn and in guadalajara so they have like kind of mirroring events all around okay so yeah In ingress is amazing give it a try if you have that opportunity uh but definitely definitely get out there uh and start uh reviewing point of interest on wayfinder um or Wayfair, sorry. Wayfair. I keep calling it Wayfinder. Uh, <laughs> Wayfair. Uh, the link is wayfair.nianticlabs.com. Um, if you're level 40. If you're yeah. not level 40, you don't have it. Uh, yeah, they Charles. Might they, might lower the, they might lower that, uh, you know, because they have for other features. I, I don't know. I don't know what Niantic plans to do with where they're going to set the bar with that. Yep. Uh, apparently civilian on base has reviewed over 2000 wow. already. So wow. yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at my reviews cause you know, I have 1800 agreements, but I have, yeah, to give you an idea, like, so I've reviewed in total 2,725, uh, I'm looking at right now. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I'm still, I still have a good rating. So it's not like I'm, I'm disagreeing against the grain that much. I and mean, there's just a lot of stuff that gets held up. It's in tie votes or, you know, something else weird happens or what have you. Yep. Um, and then we do have another source here, but I think we're just going to link it in the show notes. Um, basically it is a, um, a deep dive into S S two cells and what that means as far as, as point of interests and how heavily populated uh, point of interest can be in the games. It also talks about open street maps. It talks about parks. It talks about um, different... Um, I, I think that also gets into lands. a little bit of what I was talking about a minute ago about how the mm -hmm. portals and the Pokestops are determined differently between the two games, causing potential duplicate situation. Yep. Uh, and that, that'll be linked in chat if you are interested in that. We've already gone into a lot of technical things this uh, show, 
uh, and we are running a little bit late, so we will uh, leave that in the show notes to review at your leisure. Um, so we are Pokemon Go podcast. You know, if you've been here this long and didn't realize that, uh, maybe you should uh, stop getting distracted so much. I mean, I mean, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> Pokemon Go podcast. We have a Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, you can hop in there. Uh, all of our tiers have Discord access. Uh, I'm actually starting to. Uh, uh, probably within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to send out a little, uh, something to our top tier patrons. So if you want to get in on that, uh, it's going to be coming in the mail, uh, here in a couple of weeks, uh, based on past experience, I say a couple of weeks, so it'll probably be more like three or four weeks, but, uh, gives you more time to get in on it. Um, and so it's, it's my, for those that have been our top tier patrons for a while, it's, uh, something I've done for the past couple of years, uh, where I've hand painted something for the, the patrons. So, um, but yeah, so that is awesome in and of itself. We are also in the process of transitioning over to a new, um, podcast host. And with that, uh, we will, uh, start having an ad that plays, um, and our patrons will have an ad-free experience. So if you uh, want to get an ad-free experience, you can hop over to Patreon and do that. Uh, it is a certain time of the show where I, uh, well, do you know what time it is, Is Rob? Do you happen to know? I'm not sure if you've listened lately. Uh, is this, this the, I, I forget the name of the segment, but I know you like to spotlight a Pokemon every week. Yes. And we haven't had that this week. Okay, you're still doing that. Okay, good. <laughs> yep. And so it is time for Random Trivia. trivia. And uh, this week, you know, we've talked about him quite a bit, but I thought I would talk even more about Terrakion. Uh, he is the cavern Pokemon. We uh, mentioned that he is rock fighting. Uh, so when he comes to raids, you're going to want to take Psychic Pokemon against him. Um, Water-type Pokemon are going to be awesome against him. Fairy-type will work. They, I mean, Rock in and of itself has quite a few weaknesses, but Fighting also as well. Um, personally, I really like this aesthetic. Uh, the um, the kind of bull gorgon type look at, look to him uh his pokedex entry is pretty awesome to be honest but it says that this uh, the black pokedex entry says this pokemon came to the defense of pokemon that had lost their homes in a war among humans so he is specifically out to defend um just like a lot of the uh, there's i mean there's a lot of pokemon where they specifically fight against injustices from humans. Um, he is a member of the Swords of Justice, just like Cobalion um, that we have had in raids and we currently have in raids. Um, and so he is he is a member of that group. Um, I'm looking at his shiny form now. Rob, have you seen his shiny form before? I don't think so, no. I, I kind of like the default form better so it's probably going to be forever before it's in go anyway uh, that, that's shinies, true shinies will be a year later or so 
Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, but yeah, he, he goes from being, he's got like a gray and charcoal look with some yellow accents normally. Um, but he switches to beige with red horns and, um, kind of turquoise accents. Um, I mean, he's definitely more colorful, but I kind of like the, the normal aesthetic better. Um, yeah, rock fighting doesn't exactly scream colorful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does kind of remind me of... I'm listening to a D&D actual play podcast called um, The Titans of Altera, and it does remind me of some of the uh, things that they've run into there. Um, they run into a, a giant goat golem. Um, you know, spoiler alert if you want to try to listen to that, but... It does happen pretty early on. So, um, <laughs> uh, we mentioned when we were talking about Cobalion during his random trivia that um, the the sword uh, the swords of justice are all um, linked to the Three Musketeer uh, story, and so Terrakion is thought to be based on Porthos. Uh, he is the the heavy hitter the large and strong member of the group um he is based off of a bighorn sheep or an oxen and his name tara uh so like you were mentioning earlier when we were talking about how to pronounce it uh is latin for earth um Mm -hmm. though it could also be inspired by terracotta uh and then apparently uh or taken, uh, but it is a type of uh, goat. Um, so, and it's and then the end is thought to be come from champion. Hmm. So Terra, talking and champion. So it's got a, a trio of uh, combination there. Um. So if you want to. F- uh, contact us or, or send your messages to us. You can reach out to us show at Pokemon go podcast.com. Uh, you can go to Pokemon go podcast.com and click on the green speak pipe, uh, button in order to leave us a voice message. Uh, I know that, uh, someone was trying to today, but didn't quite get around to it, but we, we love to hear from you. Uh, so get out there and leave us a speak pipe with your, um, thoughts, uh, especially w- give us your thoughts on, on Wayfinder. Uh, if you're liking it, if it's too confusing, um, just let us know what, what your thoughts are on Wayfinder and what your experience has been. Wayfarer. Oh yeah. I keep That's saying, I, I keep saying Wayfinder. It should Wayfinder be, it should be Wayfinder. Rolls, yeah, I know. It, I know. It rolls so much better off the tongue. Um, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Pokemon Go podcast. You can look at what we have for the show notes, assuming that I get them up in a timely manner. Or you can submit your own show notes if there's something specific you want us to to talk about on the show. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Pokemon Go podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pokemon Go pod. 
for those that are listening on the podcast, if you wanted to tune in, we are on twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast, and we start at 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night. Um, though, like I mentioned earlier in the show, there might be a couple of uh, adjustments due to the holidays, but uh, in general, Thursday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern is when we do that. Uh, we have uh, merchandise available. If you go to tiny.cc uh, slash capital G, capital S, capital T, capital U, uh, then you can head over to our T Public store. That is the giant size team up network. That's what GSTU stands for. And uh, like happens probably about half the time when I click on that link, uh, there is a sale currently going on on TeePublic. Um, but the Pokemon Go podcast-specific uh, shirt there is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles artwork um, that is available. Have you seen that artwork, Rob? I've seen something like that. I didn't know that was you guys. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is artwork that I made a couple years ago, actually, and I put it on our Patreon page as a okay. wall, as a wallpaper, a desktop wallpaper. That's cute. So uh, you can go out there and grab that. Uh, I'm hoping it lasts for a while, that it doesn't get hit with a copyright strike. I think it is... Uh, uh, you're safely in the realm of parody, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I've altered it sufficiently. Um, but yeah, and then our YouTube channel, the link is all kinds of crazy because we don't have enough subscribers yet. So if you hop on over there and subscribe to us, you will help us get a link that is much more readable. <laughs> um, where can they follow you? Why don't you plug some of your stuff, Rob? Sure. I uh, would super like uh, you get links to everything on my Twitter. I love Twitter. So twitter.com uh, slash Mr. Rob Roberts. That's M R Rob Roberts. Uh, probably the best ways to place to find me. Um, I uh, host a video gaming uh, show, actually a long, long, long running video game show, probably the longest running video game show uh, every Sunday night at six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. It's called Orange Lounge Radio, the show where every gamer has a voice. And that is all part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So that's V-O-G Network. Uh, so if you are on Twitch right now and you wouldn't mind uh, a little follow over there so you can catch us on Sunday, that's twitch.tv slash VOG Network, V-O-G Network. And uh, we are on again, Orange Lounge Radio, six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern, right after the Bobby Blackwell Show, uh, also available over there. So um, yeah, those are, I have my own personal Twitch too, at uh, Rob Roberts. But you know, again, if you if, if go to my Twitter, it has links to pretty much everything that I participate in. Okay. And again, that is at Mr. Rob Roberts. And let's just face it, Rob is awesome. So get out there and Thank give him a so follow. Much. No, you're awesome for having me here <laughs> this week. I pre on such a monumentous occasion. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Joseph underscore Ard. And if you really want to follow Charles, even though he's not here in... Uh, you know, he, he is fun sometimes. But you can follow him at Rock God of Pod. And... Uh, until next week, you can hear Rob over at Orange Lounge Radio 
talking about what do you think you'll be talking about this next week uh probably the pokemon sword and shield not just the release of those games but this these huge this huge controversy that goes with it about it's not just the pokedex but people kind of taking it to extremes did you know it's out there now that somebody was actually streaming a copy that was altered in a way to make the game run worse (laughs) this is the day and age that we live in people so we'll talk a little bit about that uh but i'm you know again i if you aren't a fan of what's happened don't buy the games that's the strongest message you can send um but i'm good i have it pre-bought i'm gonna check it out tonight so i'll uh, definitely uh get up and up on that and also in a couple weeks i should cheat plug we're gonna be coming up on episode number 800 of orange house radio in early december 100 800 weekly episodes um you know that's obviously if you multiply 17 by 50 it's it's not it's a little more than 800 so i'm taking a few shows off here and there uh like last week when i was in new york city but um it's you know still 800 pretty much consistently ever since june 23rd 2002 okay yeah all right well until next time have a great day guys thanks thanks again for having me (laughs) 